Welcome to New Destiny Christian Center's Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Teresa Verdecchio. If you want to find more information about our ministry, please visit us online at www.newdestinychristiancenter.com. Now Adam knew his wife. Right there is revelation. You know what? You can't have sex unless it's your wife or your husband. It was a man and woman. All right, right there. We could just preach right there and go home and have saved society if they just obeyed that. This is the biblical no, if you know what I mean. All right. Adam knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again, she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of time, say in the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard or accepted Abel and his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. He didn't accept it. Now, could you imagine bringing your offering and then Pastor Dave comes back and says, I'm sorry, the Lord didn't accept this. Here you go. Would you be ticked off? Right? Offended, embarrassed. All right, so before we start hating on Cain, put yourself in Cain's shoes. He gave an offering, and God's like, here you go, Dave. Here's your 50 bucks back. I like Pastor Nancy's offering of five. Take your 50. I don't need it. All right, you'd be a little ticked off. You probably karate chopper. You better be careful. Of course, she would shoot him. So, I mean, you see how anybody can fight over anything? I mean, I don't know about y'all, but aren't you tired of an uncivil society? Aren't you tired of all the fighting? Please don't believe the rhetoric that if these guys get in, then it's going to be, you know, hippie movement, peace, love, and joy, free love, baby. No, it won't. It'll be the same thing. Because our answer is not in government. Our answer is in God and reformation. So in the course of time, brings his offering, right? And God doesn't receive it. He doesn't accept it. So uh, in verse 5, it says, But for Cain, his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. Or New King James says, his countenance fell. Everybody make a, make a bad face. Oh, wait, half of y'all been doing it all. It's our, our, we got that. Right, we all know what a bad face looks like, right? You ever have a bad resting face? Now, some of y'all claim you're born with it. That ain't true. You trained your face to do that, probably from childhood. I know, because I got a crease a mile deep, but because my whole life I've been intense. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. Listen to the God of detail. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why is your face fallen? Why are you mad? Why you got a cranky face? What's up with your countenance? Because countenance counts. What's up with this, Cain? Mm. He says, If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you. You must rule over it. 
Can you believe that you open the door to the devil through your face? You open the door to sin with your face. Your husband ever say something, you roll your eyes and get all cocky? Not in this house, but I'm pretty sure St. Kevin's, St. Kevin's where I passed, I'm pretty sure they probably do that there. Not in this house, right? Someone ever come up to you and your face started a fight before the conversation could even be had? I mean, we know Hadassah never had that problem, but anybody else? How many spouses have been in a fight in here because of your face? Every married, now we know Nikki had to, yeah. Come on, man, she lives with a chili champ. Kia's back there having a Holy Ghost tent meeting. Ah, she got both hands up. Okay. Has my face ever, like, been fine? I was saying something, and he made a face and started a sin crouching at the door? Well, Lord, now he's lying, my honey. <laughs> and then what happens, right? Nothing's even said. Do you guys do what I do? What's that face for? I'm going to make a face. Yeah, you do. You're wearing it. I can see you behind that goatee. I know what you were doing. I see those little beady eyes. I mean, come on. Right? Faces start fights. That's why countenance counts. And all the single people before you get all, like, righteous because we're picking on Dave and Vicki McNeil. You know, somebody's interested in you, the first thing you do is, like, There wasn't even a chance for coffee. <laughs> Your countenance destroyed a coffee date because you're like. And then grabbing your phone, text your friend like, OMG, SH. If you're a Christian, you do SH because you don't take the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> Some of you will get that tomorrow when you go to do OMG. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. All right, so God confronts him about his face. But he says a scary thing. He said, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must not rule over it. God was warning them, your face is opening the door to sin. And so I kind of got three points out of this, and I'm going to finish this reading for you. Cain's face, for those of you taking notes, his face, his faith, F-A-I-T-H, and his fate, F-A-T-E. His face, his faith, his fate. So verse 8, God confronts Cain. Cain doesn't say anything, which means he doesn't change. Verse 8, so we've already we've dealt with this face, right? We're dealing with this faith because God gives him a principle. Hey, if you do what's right, you'll be right. A lot of people want to feel right in their emotions before they begin to do right. And if you've ever had a battle of depression, I mean, how many of us know that just does not work? You're like, well, I'll feel better tomorrow, and then you do the same thing that day that you did the day before, and it just gets worse, all right? 
And if you've ever really defeated that thing, you know it's a battle, right? Because there's darkness in us, and it's a stronghold, and we are trying to labor with the Holy Spirit and cooperate with him to push that thing out of our life. How many of you know that's a war? All right, so how many of you realize the little wars we have within? We are in the middle of a national war of demonic entities and and uh, principalities and rulers going on. That's why they're trying to get us all to fight. If we could flip the thing and pray and just seek God and allow him to change everything and fix us wherever we need fixed in our nation and to heal us, because let's be honest, there's some things that need to change in this nation. But the same systems on both sides aren't going to change that thing. Like racism really needs to change in this system. But it's not going to be voted in it's going to be reforming all of that mess and changing it and healing it because i'm telling you they're trying to bait us for a civil war and i'm just not doing it i'm not gonna hate i'm not gonna do any of that stuff why people walk around you can see them half the people are like <clears throat> and half people are like gloating it's all countenance sin's crouching at the door it's a big setup we cannot allow the enemy. We're not going to allow it in this house, but I'm even preaching beyond this house. Amen? I care about revival in this nation. That's, that's really the only thing I care about. And you cannot hate people and then think you're going to influence them. You cannot criticize people and think they're going to listen to you. And if all you do is hang around people that look like you and think like you, you got a small world, get out of your bubble and sit there and try to find a different point of view and listen. You don't have to compromise your value. I mean, I'm never, no one, no one on this earth is going to convince me to go away from the word of God. It doesn't mean I can't have coffee with somebody and say, tell me how you feel, why you feel that way. Help me to understand your point of view. It makes your world broad. Because when you're so narrow-minded and you only think one way, now I'm not talking outside of the boundary of the word, but how are you going to reach people who don't even know the word? I cannot interact with people and think that they've read this Bible for 46 years like I have. At best, they might know John 3.16. Why is this important? Because when your faith and your doctrine didn't write, and your face and your countenance and sin is crouching at the door. Look what happens. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother. Hey, you want to go out in the field? Which would be no big deal because they both did field work, right? One did the garden, one tended sheep. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. His jealousy, not dealing with his own heart, didn't not get in his way, God accepting his offering and not uh, uh, his, accepting Abel's offering and not his own, it just sat there and was bitterness and it rose up within him. And then he rose up against his brother Abel and killed him, the first murder, the first bloodshed. Then the Lord said to Cain, here's God, don't you, don't you hate when he does this? You, have you ever done wrong? And here comes God acting like he doesn't know anything. He knows all the hair on your head, and then he asks you a question. Hey, where's Abel? I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? Now he's lying to God. See, he had a cranky face, didn't fix his face, which means fixing his attitude. 
He opens the door to sin. That sin is crouching at the door. He manipulates and deceives his brother to go into the field. The whole time in his heart, he's going to murder him, all because God accepted his brother's offering. It's not that he accepted him as a person and rejected Cain as a person. This was over an offering, which was indicative of what was in the heart. But if God was rejecting Cain, it doesn't show anywhere in here that he went and had a conversation with Abel, now does it? But he cared about Cain and his condition so much, he went and he had a conversation with Cain. Hey, why you got crank face? What's wrong? Why's your lip bout? Why you pouting? Why you being a baby cry? What's, what's up? God himself, oh my gosh, after I read this, I don't feel bad if I can't reach people as a pastor. God could reach Cain. God could not reach Cain. And when the devil tried to condemn me that my son, after 18 years living for God on the worship team, helping in the ministry, when he decided to live a, a prodigal lifestyle for a short season, he's coming back in Jesus' name. The devil tried to condemn me. And I said, Psh, God's a perfect parent. They left him. <laughs> I'm not buying it. God himself couldn't reach Cain. He commits murder. Well, no, no, am I my brother's keeper? So see, remember that. God did not reject Cain. He did not accept his offering. He tried to have a conversation with Cain. Why did God not accept Cain's offering? Because that boy knew daddy and mama blew it. And God had to come down to the garden, and he had to get a lamb. And he shed the blood of that lamb, and he covered them with the lamb's coat, but the blood had to be shed. He knew he was supposed to bring an offering of blood. And he goes, ah, this will do. Throw some fruit, a couple gourds and a pumpkin, and that'll do. Here you go, God. Abel had a blood sacrifice. It's all throughout the Bible. You can go back and study it. That's why his offering was an Thank you for listening to this message by Pastor Teresa Verdecchio of New Destiny Christian Center. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us online at www.newdestinychristiancenter.com.